Hey, it's Dina Blizzard, and you're watching One Funny Morning, the Saturday edition. Welcome to One Funny Morning Show. From Monday to Friday. And sometimes on Saturday. Why would you say that for all these people? You never know what's going to happen. Carmen. Cortez. Good morning, everybody. What's outside your weather door? Good morning. Uppy, uppy. Uppy, everybody. Hey everybody, it's Dina Blizzard. Good morning, good morning. It's Saturday. It's a special edition of One Funny Morning. Um, it's the later edition, so hopefully everybody uh, has, I know, and sometimes on Saturdays. Uh, so it's happening today. Um, we're happy to have you. We have a great guest in today. Um, it has become one of our favorite things on Saturday morning is to uh, be able to get some of the fabulous comedians that come through Philadelphia um, to be able to come into the studio and chat with us. And uh, it's always a good time. Good morning, TikTok. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dina Blizzard. Uh, this is One Funny Morning. Um, feel free to send questions in, whatever you want to talk about. Um, but I'm super excited. Oh, sorry, you're fighting COVID, Jen. I hope you feel better. Um, but, um, let me introduce our guest today. I think you're going to love him. I know you're going to recognize him. So without further ado, um, he is an acclaimed stand-up comedian. John Heffron shares an array of relatable experiences from childhood through life as a married father, uh, gaining an honest perspective, widely praised among his comedy peers, rather than mock the differences the Detroit native aims to engage, connect and enlighten. And long before emerging victorious in the second season of NBC's hit reality competition, Last Comic Standing, Heffron first took the stage at the University of Michigan's campus Main Street Comedy Showcase. He soon found himself skipping night classes to pursue his passion and branching into FM radio, serving as Danny Bonaducci's wingman on Detroit's number one morning show, Danny Bonaducci and the Q Crew, along with appearances on The Tonight Show, The Late Late Show, HBO, FX, VH1, A&E, CMT. Heffron has taped two Comedy Central specials, an hour special, middle class funny on netflix and recently shot his newest special in washington dc in the podcasting realm uh, heffron has guested on wtf with mark Marin, the joe rogan experience ari sheriff's septic tank he's currently hosting his own podcast uh heffron and reap in addition to headlining clubs and, and appearing in festivals around the world, Efron uh, remains in high demand as a performer at events for Fortune 50, uh, 50 companies like Mercedes, Frito-Lay, and the FBI. I would like to know more about that. He has five albums, including Kid with a Cape, The Laughs You Deserve from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and Today, a best-selling advice book, I Come to You from the Future, Everything You'll Need to Know Before You Know It, and a kid's book series, My Grandma Makes, all available on iTunes and Amazon. So please help me welcome to the show, John Heffron. Right? <laughs> you know, my mom does that. She always sits behind me. And then I look like Hagrid from Harry Potter. And I like my mom it because looks... then you can't see how, how tired I look or my uh, red eyes because I slept in contacts, I think, because I'm new to contacts. I've only wore contacts or glasses for this, day, this is like day four, not even a full weekend. What? But so, are you supposed to sleep in them? You're not supposed to, but I don't know how to take the contacts out yet. Like I, last night, I almost went to the front desk and just said, can you just stick your finger in there? And, and well, Are they in now? 
Uh, I don't know. No, I got the glasses in now, but my eyes are super red. But so that's why I'm I'm this far away. So you tried to get them out last night. You couldn't. Well, and you're then supposed to pinch, and then yeah, to look one way, and then I I pinch. I've popped this eye a bunch where it just gets red because I squeeze too hard. And then I watch TikTok videos of people who will go, you look one way and then you blink and mm -hmm. then they just pop out of their eyes. Have you seen that? No. Like, it, it's a pain. It's it's a pain. Glasses are a pain. Contacts are uh, a yeah. pain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm of that age. I'm, yeah. uh, oh, I hear you. I'm in my 50s, which I would say is... That's where it all starts to go. I'm, yeah. I'm adolescent, old age. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like the youngest of the old people. Thank you. Well, I don't know if you know. I don't want you to think I didn't remember to cover this. This is my version. I'm 51, and I'm growing out my silver. Like, I have silver, too. And, no, uh, you don't. I've dyed my hair in the last uh, month or, or so. So normally really? it, it would, it, it's whiter than this. And why do you why do you do it? Because it's so distinguished. You you would be so I, sexy. Be sexy. I, I think nah, gray. I, I think I'm gonna let it go You're gonna out do it. because then it doesn't match your eyebrows, and then you look like a guy who dyed your hair. It's just weird. Oh wait, you didn't. 50, you you know? don't even have any in your eyebrows. Gray? Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot. There's a lot in there. Uh, I pluck them. I do a lot. It takes a lot. Okay. Did you see my hair? It takes a lot to become this. So, <laughs> I love that we started the show talking about how pretty you look with your contacts in yeah. and we get your hair did. Yeah. Because that's what I talk about all the time. So I love that you're talking about it. We'll do a makeup it. tutorial at the, end of, <laughs> at the end of this. You're so funny. I love it. Well, yeah. Well, you're in the right place. Why do guys, why do guys think guys who turn gray are sexy? Oh, why do you guys think guys who turn gray are sexy? Bob, it's in general, a salt and pepper is a very like distinguished, like manly look. Yeah. I mean. I don't think John agrees. Well, it's tough. You, it, it's a commitment. You have to go, I'm going to go all gray. And there's a lot. You're seeing more, at least on TV and stuff, you're seeing more dudes that are just completely white. And it kind of looks cool. And then there are yeah. also younger guys. Yeah. That purposely dye their hair to be that gray or whatever. People um, are purposely doing it. Somebody said that to me. So I I just got these highlights in because I used to have a shelf. If you saw me four days ago, I had like a shelf of white. Mm -hmm. uh, so they kind of fixed it. Uh, but somebody, I was talking to somebody and she's like, oh, yeah, everybody, like a lot of young people are doing this on purpose. And I was yeah, like, what? Yeah, it's a thing. There's a lot of 20-somethings that, you know, do a comb over. Just to be well, be that's retro, what I was gonna say. Like retro and hip. Like if you have, aren't you glad that you have hair? You have a good head of hair. I don't. No, it's it's hidden. I got this Jimmy you don't. Neutron, like a Jimmy Neutron puff here, but in back, uh, it's very colicky and and going. I I I'm but, let me let me fill you in, John. But, um, I am uh, recently divorced and did the whole dating app thing, and uh, it's slim pickings. In guys with the in their fifties with hair, and this is this is good what you have. Okay, all right. Well, you're I, on the plus side. I will. I will keep. Uh, my wife has me put in. Um, what's it called? Not olive oil. She's got some oils that I just I put rubs my hair you. In that's supposed to help with with the growing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just gives me excuses to lick it back like I'm in Greece or something like that. You know. Yeah. 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 Are you going to stay back there being real tiny? 
I feel feel like less pressure. (laughs) This I'm just blending in with your uh, balance. Right. So that tree was a Christmas tree that had one ornament on it. It was real sad. And then um, I never took it down. And then somebody's like, well, why don't we decorate it? So all those hearts behind you were sent in by all the people that are watching the show. I have my uh, brother-in-law, their family has their tree that they didn't want to take down yeah. and they have it be an all year tree yeah, and just whatever the holiday, holiday is or season they decorate it. Yeah. Yeah. So it stays up and they just, it's, you know, Thanksgiving, yeah. there's Thanksgiving stuff on it. And then when you're in that off time, yeah. they just have where they went to Michigan state. They just have all Michigan state oh. stuff hanging from the tree. Then it's just like a, a team tree. Hmm. Um, but it's cool because one, once you move, the tree up and move furniture you get used you're to committed it sitting there. So and like, it's like daylight it's like that daylight saving so it's dark at night so i like it because yeah, it like brightens I mean, you, things you could have, it could be the mm-hmm. that's where you hang your car keys tree you <laughs> exactly know? that's where you build with all the stuff you lose you keep your purse or your wallet mm-hmm. or something in the tree and you always know it's mm-hmm. in the tree have you looked in the tree <laughs> like that's the play so christina said he makes me feel like you didn't shower today dina maybe I did shower. So I don't want yeah, you to think no, this is. I, I like it because I, I can, I like seeing the whole thing. If I was up closer, I wouldn't be able to see anything. So I kind of, you know, this just looks like you're the host. So you're okay, there. So I'm you're gigantic. The chair, okay. And it kind of perceptionally, at least on YouTube, if I was to look up like this, I'm probably looking at you and it looks like we're doing. Oh, no, I'm looking like <laughs> So Why would you way, look the opposite way? And then you go like that. So you're up in a higher chair, just like we would be doing. No, there's a show. full Hagrid happening. Oh, okay. Just full Hagrid. Yes, you should send in your St. Patty's Day ornaments. All right, so let's get to it. You are at Helium this weekend. Yes. You're so funny. I feel like every... Would you say that most people would probably know you from your win at Last Comic Standing? There was a time in my life uh, when that would be the thing, Um, but I've done enough comedy stuff where if people recognize me, they think they went to high school with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that gets that a lot. Or I was a bartender at Blank Bar. Yeah, yeah. Like, they always get, wait, I know. know. Did you ever, did you work at, were you like a waiter at Ruth Chris? (laughs) Like, no, I wasn't. I don't, you know. Yeah, so. and I, I get the same thing, but I'll. It'll be like, uh, were you were at Christine's baby shower? Like, it, like they know they know me and they know they like me, but they can't figure out why. They're like, no, I know you. You're friends with Susan. I'm like, I don't know anybody named Susan. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Like, it's just very funny. Yeah. So there, were, there was this like a time in my life where I got recognized all the time, uh, but now they just, you know, you have to kind of explain. Yeah, yeah. Because I got, I got a lot of credits. But they're all older credits. I was going to say, because I feel like in my mind, Last Comic Standing was like a week ago. Last Comic, the, my season of Last Comic Standing was 2004. That's so we're almost 20, 20 years. That's so crazy because it literally feels like yesterday. It feels weird. And then when people use it as an intro or a, a comedy club does, or they bring it up, I, I just feel not, not crappy, but you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. so old. That's yeah. like going... Oh, I, I, mean, I had a guest spot on Barney Miller or, you know, or, <laughs> you know, who's the boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you go, really? Wow, that's yeah. where you're hanging. Yeah, yeah, your hat on. Yeah. 
No. So many, many moons ago, I was Miss New Jersey and Miss America. And it's a similar thing. Like to me, that was so long ago. I'm like, I don't, only my mom cares now. She got pictures. I'm like, I don't even remember it, but I guess it was a good time. Josie said, I hear him on Pandora radio all the time. And Missy said, I know him from Michigan. Nice. Uh, Well, uh, I wish you'd hear more of me on Pandora, but I had had all my stuff. Am I allowed? Yeah, I had all my stuff taken off of Pandora and XM and uh, um, all that. Why? All my content. Is there a a reason? Me and maybe 20 or 200, actually, other comedians uh, filed like a like a lawsuit against them because hmm. they weren't paying us for our content. And then in their negotiation, they deleted my entire catalog off of all, all those streaming services. Wow. Everything I've ever done. Those is gone. Um, so yeah, but thank you though for hearing me on, on Pandora. Um, probably used to hear me more. <laughs> yeah. Now you don't. So well, now I you can follow is, them in all uh, the socials. I just right? send people postcards. I literally get, get their addresses, put a stamp on it, and then send a postcard to the PO box. I, it's it's more you know inclusive a little bit than letting hundreds of millions of people right. hear you. Just like one joke at a time. You just like joke. a joke and I then go, mail and I put it. In the mail, it costs me fifty five cents. It's expensive. <laughs> it's it's expensive. And Josie said, "To be fair, I haven't listened to Pandora in a while." So Josie didn't even so know. You, you could have been like, "Josie, I'm killing it on Pandora. Yeah. You should check it out." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Here's the thing. So uh, John and I are just, we were catching up before the show. Um, so you met Dean. He came to pick you up. Yes. I have two other kids, two girls, and two of them are doing stand-up. So Dean does stand-up. Jacqueline does stand-up. And she is at Drexel University, which is in Philly. But reading your bio, uh, I didn't realize that you started, because she's doing the same thing. She's about to graduate from Drexel, but I'm not positive she even goes to class anymore because yeah. most of the time she's just running around the city doing stand-up. So, exactly. like, how did you know, like, this was your calling? You know, um, so uh, the, the quick version is, I was into stand-up, so I would go to comedy clubs, open mics, just to watch the comedians. And I think at the time, I was 17 or 18, so I, you could get into the club. Mm-hmm. There's one club at 18. So I, I watched that, um, and I watched enough of it, not, not to go, I could do this, um, but I just was a fan of comedy. Then I took a class in college called uh, a forensics class, because uh, I wanted to go in, into law enforcement. And I literally signed up for this class thinking it's forensics. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, I it's, know it's, what you're talking about. Right? Like you're so, going to find a murderer. Murder, blood splatter, okay. uh, body. So I'm excited. <laughs> and I'm in there. And the guy started talking just about presence and, and, and doing it. I'm like, what the? This and, sound like murder. And obviously, forensics is also competitive speech. Mm-hmm. I don't understand yeah. how those two words are murder. used. Murder. And how do we look speech. more competent while in front of people? Yeah. So I'm like, what class am I in? So then I stayed because I'm like, well, this class seems easy. I'm going to, I'm already signed up for it. I'll take it. So then we had to do a humorous speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it and it, it was funny. I think I talked about like TV shows or, you know, whatever. But then I stopped going to class. And then the professor said, hey, I'm going to fail you. We, but we need two people to, to go to the speech competition. 
if you go to it, I don't care what, we just need placeholder so this program doesn't get, you know, aced out of the university. If you go, I'll, uh, I'll pass you. So I went and I did the speech and, and I won like second place, but got busted for not having it have structure. They said it was funny, but didn't have, mm-hmm. and to conclude, like did yeah. those, those <laughs> yeah. speech things. Um, so then I started going open mics and then the waitress at the comedy club you know, I think they had to try to get people signed up for open mic. So she goes, Hey, do you guys want to sign up for open mic? You're here all the time. And I, and I said, yes, that waitress, uh, I tell the story of time was Lucy Liu, the, the actress. Um, and so she signed me up and then I think she graduated from college or what, never saw her again. Wow. But she took my name and then she came back and said, Hey, Tuesday, next Tuesday, you're performing, have three minutes or whatever. So then I show up and I just did my competitive speech. And then after that, I was, I was hurt. Like wow. I did, I did so well my first time. I'm like, this is easy. Like, I loved it. Like, and then it was like time three is when I started really bombing. But right. that first one or two it was yeah, just yeah. beginner's luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like your daughter, that became my world of friends when I was in college. I didn't really do college stuff. Like I went to maybe a party or two, but for the most part, I, I like, so I live in Michigan, maybe four hours outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I would host a comedy club in Cleveland. Like, so I would drive four hours and get there by eight, host the show. And at 1030, jump back in my car, mm-hmm. drive all four hours home and then go to class and then leave class at one or two jump back in the car uh but you're you know this yeah. no, it, it's not it's gonna be old but it's you're just you have your mixed cds at that point like you weren't talking yet, yeah right? yeah no there's no podcast you there's could no, listen you're not to yeah at that time it's yeah, a yeah. huge drive so then that just became my thing and then to end this long boring story <laughs> I, I did so i i worked so much as a comedian when I was in college that when I graduated from college, I ended up doing performing at 200 colleges a year. Wow. Because I, I but I was 21 and yeah, I yeah. was right in that wheelhouse. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't you hate roommates? What's up with buying books at the yeah. used bookstore? Yeah, like, yeah. why do I got to buy a new, edi-? like it was all, and it was like, yeah, you know? Um, and then every, you know, so 33 years later, wow. figure out what I want to do. I was gonna say, yeah. and it's amazing what you've done. So you did the last, you did the last comic standing. You moved out to Hollywood, that whole thing. But you've written books. You had a a game, like yeah. of all that. Like briefly, just go through, like, because I think it's so interesting what people do with their stand up. You know, like yeah. some people will go into like I know a guy that's like writing Hallmark movies. I know somebody else that's doing a lot of corporates. I know you do corporates, um, but like of all the things. Name some of the things. I don't even know if I covered all of it. Um, okay. So if you go back, I did um, radio for uh, a while. And me and my buddy Joel, we created this card game. It was called the That Guy Game. Okay. And what it was, it was a card game that for bachelorette parties to play where on every card was a different type of guy you okay. would meet out at the bar. That would be at the bar. Oh, all right. So, I'm so, in. So you'd get a handful of cards. You'd have five cards and you'd have to find they're all cartoons versions of guys you have to find five of the real life versions of those guys and whoever had no cards left won. so it'd be sweaty dancer guy use <laughs> use fake idea to get in guy 
big gut, skinny legs guy, um, you know, like like all that stuff. Some of it now wouldn't pass the woke no. test, no. to be honest with you. No, no. Um, but so those were the guys, and it was for bachelor parties. So we didn't know how to print cards. We didn't know how. So, the, again, this was 100 years ago. There, there wasn't even way online to take credit cards yet. Oh, kind of yeah, yeah. So we're like early 90s. So we're like, maybe. we'll meet you on a street corner. You give us $20. We'll give you so this we thing. So we were going into, you know, any place that sold bachelorette type stuff, like literally with these cards trying to sell. And then uh, there's a small little store in Los Angeles where Joel brought in a wicker basket. and goes, hey, can we sell these cards? We just want to see if they sell. You know, the, your profit margin is if you sold all 10, we made three bucks. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like you were making money. Mm-hmm. But then Drew Barrymore bought, bought the deck and then she was playing it in some bar in like Cosmo magazine or something took a picture of it. Then Julia Roberts was also playing the game at, at the time. So then... In style, glamour. Um, we, we had a full page in Glamour magazine of a card, then next to the celebrity that the card is. Wow. A full page in Glamour. So then we were getting orders, but you, you had to pay a lot of money to take credit card. And then we were we would physically handwrite the cards. And we probably sent out, we probably sold 100,000 decks of these cards at... 20 something uh, from our apartment, like literally handwriting because we didn't have labelers. Right, right. That's so crazy. And taking a credit card was was crazy. And then we were just too young to then turn it. We were doing so well, but we just didn't have, like, there wasn't the internet to grab knowledge of how do I can just create a landing page and I can just sell it this way. None of that existed. No. Um, And then we got ripped off. There's a couple of companies. you know, there's a, a like a, a party company or whatever that all their cards are black and white. Like that's their that's their thing. They r- just ripped us off and started doing their version of that, mm. and we got ripped off so much. Random House did a book on that guy and literally almost had our exact drawings, but we were young kids and we couldn't. Uh, yeah, you can't protect. You could sue them, but who's who's got that type of money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, then we sold it as a TV show, and then lost interest with it, and then just stopped. Uh, That's really you know, funny. Stop selling it. But That's really it, but it was funny. funny. And now that guy with how pronouns are now, he probably they would never. Yeah. Fly now. People well, it's so offended. funny though, but I think it's so funny is you could go into a bar with those cards, even if they're inappropriate, and you can go up to a guy and be like, hey, big gut, skinny legs, it's you. I need you to hold this up, take a picture. And you could do that. Not but if that. you tried in any way, shape, or form to be like ugly face, great body, up to a girl. Yeah. Like- we had we, we called them, we had them in our deck, and they were called caddy cards, is what we called them. Yeah. And it was like just puked in the bathroom chick. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. We, you know, we got to go, girl. The girl tells mm-hmm. the group we're leaving. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, those are know, like we, we innocuous, had, yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of those. No, no physical. No. Um, you know. The, she was just crying in the bathroom. The She always gets too, like, interested in a guy too quick. And yeah. then she's going to marry him, but she doesn't. We had those. And then mm-hmm. we started getting, again, this was, back like we didn't have social media where they could post pictures or whatever but how they started to play was the 
they would have to hide the cards on the guy instead of bringing the guy back to the, the future brought. They were placing cards like like stickers and they'd walk back and slap the guy in the back and then hit the card. So they were, had to get rid of the cards on That's them. really so everyone funny. started coming up with all these different ways to play. Then we made wristbands. I was on um, tag funny. that guy. Like, and then you could, all these guys would walk around bars with like these. That's really that guy funny. Was, so that was, that was that one. So wait, so if you guys were going to have a card that was just for you, that you feel like you would identify with, what would your card say? Like if I, if you had to have a card, what do you think your card would be? If I had a card, it'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be girl in the corner, just talking to one person. At a bar, I would be um, definitely guy who's in bed by <laughs> nine guy or yeah. too old. We have too old to be there guy. Yeah. That and would, so mm -hmm. I think I've grown into that card. Mm -hmm. Not that you'd ever see me at a bar, mm -hmm. but. I mean, unless you count a TGIFs or yeah, something yeah. that you happen to, you know, serve booze and they serve food. But like, yeah, I couldn't imagine going to a bar bar. No. We had Bouncer Guy. We had, no. to show you how old our cards were, we had like, like Booty Call Guy, but the guy was mm -hmm. on a payphone. Like the cartoon, was, <laughs> he had like a black book, you know, we have numbers. That's really funny. And he's on a payphone. That's how old. That's really funny. Uh, so oh, we had pager and cell phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy. Girl who stayed home card, don't want to be here. I roll girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a uh, yeah, utility belt guy where he had, you know, the guy who's got a pager or cell phone, you know. Drunk yeah. but not admitting it card. Yeah. Guy who sits three feet behind you card. Oh, right. That's you. <laughs> right, right. Your person, you're in my personal space card. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, she's fun, but her friends are hot card. Yeah. That'd yeah, be like, a what's, lot. Your, what's your girlfriend's name card? Yeah, I'm See? the I'm the wing girl card. Yeah. yeah. So I, so now what would I be? What guy? Um, Standing in line in the bathroom card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would be trying to get more people on my fan page on Facebook guy. There you go. That's mm -hmm. the 50-year-old the mm -hmm. uh, thinks the social media sucks. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, so uh, I think I told you I went through a divorce last year. We, my dad passed a few years ago. And my mom, speaking of booty calls, is 76 and goes to the church group. And she does the lunch bunch and the whole thing. And, and the other day, she's telling me how she's talking to the old men at the church. And one of the guys was looking at his watch. And she leans over and she says, oh, what, is it past your bedtime? And I said, why would you ask him that? She goes, well, he's looking at his watch. It was like 730. And I said, yeah, but that you saying to an old man, hey, he's past your bedtime. That's like a booty call. That's like a you up text. She's like, what's a you up text? I go, that's what that's what a, a booty call used to be a call. But now the kids don't call each other. They just text each other and go, you up? Yeah. That's a booty call. But I guess when you're old, you just go up to old men and go, time's your bedtime. And that's <laughs> it. That's it's time. It's time to leave the church group and head out. Mm -hmm. they, they, my <laughs> wife works at like a retirement place. And uh, well, a lot of her stories are private. So I probably shouldn't bring this up. But it's I, I hear some dating stories. Yeah of the people that, uh, you know, live there mm -hmm. um, that are in their eighties and nineties. And it's, uh, they're pretty fun stories mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that you still, that even at that age, you're still trying to figure things out. You're still trying to 
play the game. Yeah, it's a whole and, thing. And do a thing. Yeah. So how would you say that your stand-up has changed, like, from the – like, I remember, I guess, 20 years ago, you know, last comic standing guy to yeah. now. Well, um, I've always talked about how old I was. So I think there's a point in my life where I was doing jokes about, so I'm almost 30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm in deep, you know, mm-hmm. playing the back nine into my 50s. Mm-hmm. It's, it, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot more, uh, well, I think every comedian, if you look at them now, even the popular ones that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, I can guess their set list or the material they're going to do just by their age. Because hmm. everyone grows. So if you're in your 20s, you're a comic, you're, what's your life? You go out, so you're going to have, I'm out at a bar. You, you guys ever eat this edible? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got a weird text. From my, it's going to be that. And then when you're 30s, you're like, so I'm engaged. Yeah, yeah. I the baby. Yeah. Blah. And then you're 40, so my wife gave birth and, and blah, blah, blah. Then the 50s. She's real angry. Here comes, mm-hmm. you know, the. the Divorce material. Yeah. So it's all, you can kind mm-hmm. of tell by what stages the comics are at mm-hmm. by by the material, just by their age. So I think I'm, you know, growing into that phase, although I'm trying not to do a lot of stuff that other comics do, because if you're of a certain age, everyone's starting to sound the same online mm-hmm. and it's bugging me where they find somebody younger mm-hmm. and then they make fun of that younger person because they don't know your... Right. Your 80s reference. The stuff. The and 50s and stuff, the, yeah. the younger people hate that because they're like, yeah, we weren't. I don't. I don't know cursive. It's never talked to me. But we're going to talk about it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like my dad who's in his late 70s looking at me going, hey, you don't even know Ramble a Ding Dong song. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because I, I wasn't born then. Yeah. So it sounds, thing. but it's an easy joke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm trying to stay away from that even though they're. It's so easy. To it do. is. It is. It's so easy and fun. The it audience is. audience love it. But yet, it's still not fair to that to that age group. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't feel like talking to 20-year-olds at my shows. Yeah. I enjoy people my age. Yeah, yeah, so I, I agree. Can, I can talk about the bathtub with the door on it. Yeah. Or AARP or Columbia Records and Tapes. Like, yeah, I yeah. like people who get who my Who get references. it. Rather have to explain it. I know. Yeah. yeah I, I know. Wanna, yeah. So, um, so right now I am touring uh, with Dean. So Dean opens the show. I'll do my set. And then my mom comes out and headlines for about four minutes and her sparkly shoes. Wow. And uh, we do a game at the end called Battle of the Ages. And it's basically what you said. We have another old person come up and yeah. a young person come up on Dean's team. And I ask a lot of old people questions to Dean's team and yeah. a lot of young people questions to my mom's team. Yeah. And so last night, and I don't know if you're going to get this because I think it's hard because it's a it's an old word and it's a girl a girl word. Okay. So the question was last night for Dean. Dean, where on your body would you wear an espadrille? Where on the body would you wear an es- espadrille? And, an espadrille, and it's uh it's not. I I, I feel like I found out what an espadrille was in my thirties. Uh, cause I'm just not that cool. Um, but it's, a, it's something that it's, it's something that you wear, a woman would wear. On their, uh, S, S would mean, um, you wear an espadrille, uh, if you had that neck fat right here, you'd wear it mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm going to go with neck fat. Neck fat. Okay. It's, it's close. Fat. It's your feet. It's a shoe. It's a type of shoe. 
It's an espadrille. Yeah, Dean thought it went on your pinky. He was like, "You wear an espadrille on your pinky." But I think net fat. So it's a shoe. It's like a it's like a chunky wedge shoe, and then there's always like um like you tie it around your ankle. They're like summery. They're like and you wear them, and it's a wedge. I've never. I know. That's what Dean said. He was like, "I've never never heard." That's not even a fun word. Like like, why would you go to a shoe store and go? You guys have espadrilles? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that anybody does. Yeah, I don't know. But now that you mentioned neck fat, I'm sure if you tied that up, I'm sure you could probably use it to just pull the neck fat up too. Yeah. What is that? But I feel like when you're 50, you do, you start, like if you lay down, it just, it just feels, yeah. You can do that. It's not, I don't know. It's not good. What what that is. Yeah. And I feel like, gravity. I feel like a lot of women are doing the thing where they pick it up. They, they pick it up and then they have stuff you can inject that kill you like kills all the fat right here. But then you're just shooting stuff into your body that yeah. kills fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's good. No, and I think you could just get a chip clip. I think I chip clipped my mom's like, or neck like once. a hair scrunchie yeah. type mm-hmm. uh, thing and just mm-hmm. pull it back. Not a full facelift. Mm-hmm. I think good part. No, or but did you, you ever do, did you ever do this where you just pick this part right up here and you do oh, well. No, I haven't. Well, when I had Bell's palsy on this side, I had uh, no wrinkles on my yeah. forehead. Yeah, so talk about that because that was a clip that you talked about in another interview. And I tried to watch it before the show, but I missed it. So so you just randomly get Bell's palsy? Uh, the one time when I was on stage, uh, I had it. I, I was kind of on stage and I, start, I started slurring like this. I'm like, this is weird. I'm just tired. My whole face. And then I woke up. The next day, and my face was all droopy and sideways. It's like what happens is your whole face dies on this side. Right. Like it gets paralyzed. So yeah, it's yeah. almost like the your right side of your face loses the Wi-Fi password to your brain. Or they can't talk to each other. Right. So they goes like, and then you're- It's just down. Your, Internet's down in this area. Yeah, your right face like, well, well, you know, what's the last password you remember? And it, they have a whole conversation, and it doesn't work. Um, and I, that was like that for six months, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say, cause some people have residual and some people don't, you know, I came to- back. If you saw pictures of me, like before or after, I, yeah. I definitely see the size bigger and a little bit more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Droopier, yeah. 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 Know? My but- girlfriend got it. Um, she had, she had woken up and, and she was at my house and we were working and she's talking to me. I was like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, why? I go, I don't know. You look angry or something. She was like, no, I'm fine. And then it was like the very beginning of it. And then the next oh, wow. day she was at like Wawa and she's checking out. And the lady was like, oh, how are you feeling? And she's like, fine. She's like, well, I had Bell's palsy before, so it must be awful. And she was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you have Bell's palsy. And she had oh, no man. idea. She had somebody, the lady at Wawa had to tell her she had Bell's palsy. But it was crazy. Well, that's good because we have Bell's palsy. Yeah. Well, she had the line. Is Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> But she said, and it was so funny because we, we, you know, she kept coming to work. We would work together. And I I had some idea. I was like, hey, I want to pitch this idea to her. And I started to tell her. And the Bell's palsy part of her face was like ready to listen. The other sort was like making a face. She was like, I don't like it. And I was like, well, could you let me unpack it? Because like this side of your face seems interested. Yeah. This side of your face just seems a little judgy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. And so it was very funny. We called her, we were, we, I think we called her like Francesca or something. I said, well, I think Francesca wants to hear was me out. Was she going through like uh, a major life thing when that happened? So, Divorce, so crazy. No, she has MS. 
And that weekend we had driven to Penn State, which is a higher elevation. Uh And apparently if you have MS and you go to higher elevations too quickly or come down too quickly, it can trigger it. Oh, so crazy. Yeah. A lot of people get it from, uh, a lot of people get it on very important days. It's a, it's like a stress related type thing. Like, so that's why a lot of people, a lot of people get it the day before they get married or right after a baby or right before the like stuff when your body, when you just have all that stress and, and wow, you, you know, so that's why you gotta, your body reacts. That's why if you're going yeah. through that type of stuff, you gotta, Linda said I was extremely stressed at that time in my life. Yeah. You got to chill or med- find something to do to get rid because that's, you can, you know, bring it on that way. Yeah. Somebody said they had it in fourth grade. Jenny said, can you cure it? So Jenny, for the most part, most people with time, it'll just yeah. trying to fix itself. But sometimes people might have like a residual, like it goes and and what happens is your nerve that starts from your ear, your, your nerve kind of controls the side of your face. And, and that whole nerve dies, the nerve dies, just, just like you're in a root canal, it's gone. So and you have to wait for it to grow back. You have to wait for the nerves to whatever. And it, it goes about the speed of um, your nails growing. For a timeline, I didn't so, know that. So that's how long, and it's got to grow or do the exact same thing it did before it short circuited, or your face is going to be exactly like it was, right? So you know, when I smile, this side is still, or I'm taking contacts out, this side of my face is still kind of tight. Wow, because um, it never—I mean, it came back ninety-two percent, but there are people who have it forever. Yeah, um, Sylvester Stallone had a version of it. I, when he was born, that's why he's he's Sylvester. Why well, he like that's why he talks like that. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, pre-COVID, like everyone always goes, "Do you get the jab? You get the, the COVID shot? Is that why you got both balls?" I'm like, I was I was fashionable way before that. I got it way before <laughs> the shot. Yeah, I was good old fashioned stress. Wow, yeah. that's so crazy. I know. I know. The elevation thing was uh, was really crazy. I had never heard that before. So tell me about the book because you've written some books as well, a children's book. Uh, yeah. So I have one. I have a spy book called The Holding Deal um, that's on Amazon. Uh, that one took forever, but it's kind of a cool book. It's yeah. a comic. who's a spy. Uh, and then me and my wife did four children's book called My Grandma Makes, and it's My Grandma Makes. Pancake, uh, blueberry pancakes, uh-huh. grilled cheese. Uh, we just picked like chocolate chip cookies, and it's just everything rhymes. Mm. And it's just a story of this little girl who just keeps asking people, "Hey, do you know how to make whatever food she wants?" And mm-hmm. she asks everybody in the neighborhood. Uh, and then at the end, she kind of freaks out because she's just trying to get somebody to make them, but everyone just keeps saying, "Yes, I make them." So it kind of teaches you how to ask questions instead of you know blanket. So it, it's fun. It was a thing. Me and my wife would sit down and my wife would come out of a room and because everything rhymed, she was like Eminem. She'd grab a notepad <laughs> all of a sudden and then she'd start writing. She's like, I got the macaroni and cheese one. And it rhymes just perfect. Wow. And then we would put the books to like a, a beat or like a, like a, you know, backbeat. And then if it rhymed well, if I thought like, mm-hmm. it, then we'd go like, okay, it's written good. Wow. Because it's easy to read. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grandpa and I had to read to, you know, the granddaughter Jane and some of the books I read were hard. You're like, 
they just didn't flow. They were good. She got bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're trying to stay in good graces because most kids now have a bunch of grandpas. Like, right, you have the yeah. the grandma, then her 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 husband, but then if she's divorced, then you have the third grandpa. So I'm coming in this grandpa reading tournament, fifth seed, <laughs> right? So you want to try to crush it. So I go, how can I crush it better by actually writing I'll write the children book. books that has her name in it? And then I'll be able to, it's easier to read. Cause I've, That's really I've read it a couple of times. That's funny. So you have kids in some capacity. Yes. That if you have the grandkids, mm-hmm. how many kids? Uh, I, my wife has five. Have, have five. Wow. Has, have and five. how many grandkids are there? Uh, there is, is uh, four currently, but Aww. I think we're on pace. You know, when you have that many kids, yeah. we might be one of those like get. Yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, if you go, you know, 20 years down the line. Yeah, yeah. Go an average three person. That, that's a lot. That is a lot. I, I already have, you know, I have a flow chart just so I kind of <laughs> start to, you know, there's a lot of names. There's it a is lot a names lot of to names. To memorize. And was that, um? so you went from having no kids to being stepdad to four kids and then these grandkids. Like, was that a big transition for you? No, because all my wife's kids are older. Yeah. So there's no step anything. Yeah. So it's just like, that's John. Yeah. They're all like in their 20s. Yeah. You know, well, then so. the grandkid thing, that must like babies. Like, are you a, a baby guy? Like, you feel, uh, do you so feel comfortable one of the around daughters? Like, really liked me. So I was like, oh, this is good. Cause I'm not, I've never, to be honest with you, I've never changed the diaper. I was going to say, have life. you now? Nope. Nope. Uh, there's, there's too many, uh, people that are, I don't feel I need Okay. Like everyone. There's a, there's a lot of people. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm new to the family. I'm only two years in. Okay. I don't, I don't know if, I'm, if that's my department. Yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our new granddaughter, I, every time I'd come around her I, or my wife would pass her to me, uh-huh. uh, the grand, she would start bawling. <laughs> my wife would start crying. No, I think the, 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 the you know, she was only a month old, but she would cry every time. Yeah, I yeah. Her, where then I was just, people would go, hey, you want to hold her yeah, for a second? No, I'm like, I'm out. No. I'm out. She's going to cry. She was like literally giggling. She hands her to me, me. And I'm like, do I smell? And I, my, my wife's daughter, like, can you smell my, do I smell like an old, there's, is there something about me? Right. She's just not into me. But you, you got to figure if you end up having 15 yeah. grandkids. Percentage-wise, you're not yeah. going to bat a thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one is going to like you. Yeah. That into you. If you and what, what's your pop-pop name? Uh, Well, we had to figure that out. And uh, some names are already taken. Grandpa and all that stuff went mm-hmm. to the, you know, automatically. The OGs. The OGs. So, so I'm, I'm Grandpa underscore John 652. <laughs> um, so, no, we, we visited one of my wife's uh, children who are live in, that live in Madrid. Um, so when we went there, I'm such a picky eater. They were all, you know, getting whatever you eat in, in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was Papa John's pizza place mm-hmm. right by where everyone lived. So I ordered Papa John's every night. I, I got pizza basically. So I wouldn't starve to death. Um, well, why wouldn't you eat any of the food in Spain? Because I'm a picky eater. What know? what does that mean for like a whole country? Like you basically took out a whole country. Like I feel like you could eat rice. Yeah, but but then you're ordering up like it was hard to order because everyone enjoys food. So they'd get all this. Everything was touching. It's it gross. Everything's touching and has colors in it. 
I don't I don't eat like there's no color on my plates. What what is like a, an average meal for John? John's at it home. Would be like, it would be a, a burnt steak and mashed potatoes. And we're done. So the color brown and the color white. Yeah. Do we don't like vegetable colors? No. 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 Unless Stupid. it's forced. Yeah, no. Um, but we ordered Papa John's pizza so much that uh, I, I think my son-in-law goes, you should just be Papa John. If he'd said it as a joke, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, why not? Huh. You know, Papa, Papa John, I don't know. So, yeah. Now, somebody else said, I don't like food touching either. I think it's because of, if you're our age, the, the TV dinners you used to make. Mm-hmm. Um even to this day, I, if I eat like a brownie, it has to have green beans or corn in it that fell over from the TV dinner tray. From, you know how they used to have everything not touching that seeped over. So mm-hmm. I think that's bold. Even when I go to Ruth Chris, I or, I order the Salisbury steak um, just because. Just separate though from the mashed potatoes. Nothing touches. I don't like anything on my plates or or thing. Now I even have I have a plate for the meat. Have a bowl for whatever, and then another. I like things touch. Like if there's pickle juice, if I I, I hate pickles more than anything, and if I order a, like a, a sandwich or something from a deli, and they put the pickle that touches the bread, <laughs> if I don't throw the whole sandwich out, which I usually will do, um, I I just get livid. I get livid when they put the pickle on the plate and it's, it's seeping into my fries. It's, so interesting. It's, it's so disgusting. All right. Let me ask you this. Cause this was a long time ago. So I remember it was in my dating, my early twenties dating. <clears throat> I'm Italian. Uh, so we, we do a lot of the, let me reach over you and grab this food. Da, 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 right. And, yeah. and love sharing plates. Like, I'd be like, hey, why don't I get the chicken and you get the steak and then we'll split it yeah. and then I'll have some steak and chicken, like like a lot of that, right? So I was on a date and I was sitting across from the fellow, we're talking and, and I don't know what I got, but then his plate came and it looked really good, but specifically he had French fries and I was like, Ooh, French fries. So as we're talking, I reach over and I grab a French fry and I'm eating it and and I'm talking, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But I noticed that he's not eating now. To the point where, like, his plate was in front of him, and he took it, and he pushes it forward to the middle of the table. Oh. And he's not eating. And I'm like, la, 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 doing whatever. And I was like, hey, how come you're not eating? Like, are you not hungry? That's so weird. Is it that good? I tasted it. And he was like, no, it's yours now. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you were eating my french fries off my plate, so it's obviously your food now. Oh. Yeah, it's it, food. It's weird with food how many, if you unpack that how many other issues are there except and nothing to do with the fries it's uh I'm, I'm sick of people in my life taking what's mine if you were to go you know if that guy had brothers or sisters he probably had his stuff taken from him it was weird it, it's it's uh, uh so like if you were eat like if you're eating a hamburger and somebody grabbed it and if your wife took it and took a bite and put it back could you eat it i couldn't would imagine that she would do but something but here's how weird i get if, if you even if you have a piece of food you're you're eating something that is my favorite food in the world okay i, I don't even know key like, lime pie or yeah uh, gross that's cute <laughs> uh no but we'll go like uh brownie with uh, caramel on it and okay. a little bit of ice cream. Okay. It's something that everyone likes. Everything. If you, if my wife was to put it on a fork or 
and then go try this, even though I know I love those three elements, I'd be like, I'm good. Not on her fork. On her fork or somebody saying, try this or eat this. I would be like, no, I'm, I'm being forced to deal with that. I'm not because I have so many food things. I, I'd be like, really? I would I wouldn't try it. Or I'm getting better. Um, but if my wife reaches over and takes something off my plate, I don't know if she, I don't overly care, but if somebody drinks out of a, if somebody takes a drink out of my pop or whatever, then I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not, even if it makes no sense. Even if it's your wife. Even if like, you know what I mean? Or yeah, she'll go, we kiss. Well, I, I but, but I just, I have a, yeah, I have a thing about that where it's. Somebody yeah. said, I can deal with fries, but if you took a bite of my hamburger, I'm done eating it. That's so funny. Fries, I don't mind because you're not touching. You're not, it's not like you're rubbing There's no your residue. Fries yes. and grab it and then licking your fingers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're being a little. So if you have a hamburger, are there any toppings on it? Because oh. that would be. No, Joe. Uh, ketchup only on hamburgers, what? Uh, which is next to impossible to order. By the way, like if you, you would think, if you go, I just have a hamburger ketchup only. It always comes with cheese. Yes, it always comes, and they go, "Well, you didn't. Oh, you didn't want a cheeseburger." I'm like, I said, like I didn't say the word cheese. Like that's also why I I, I didn't want you know relish. I didn't say I shouldn't have to. So now when I order, I'm like, I'll take a hamburger minus lettuce, minus tomato, minus I have to say all the things I don't want on it, which is dumb. It should mm-hmm. just baseline should be hamburger with ketchup. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or plain or plain. That should be the baseline. What about somebody said, so no tapas for John. You're not a tapas guy. Don't even know what tapas are. <laughs> tapas, um, the whole point is sharing. And they're like they're like small sample sizes. So if you were like on a date, it's like a good date night because it's usually like a perfect for two. Right. So you like if you looked at the menu, right? They wouldn't be that expensive. They might be like nine dollars a plate. And then the purpose would be like, oh, give us the pork, uh, the rib, right. uh, tapas. Give us this tapa, this. And then you end up with like you know five to six little tapas it, plates. It's hard. Like like when me and my wife started making pizzas at home. And, and we found the perfect size so we can make individual pizzas mm-hmm. because I will, when we'd order stuff, if she would be like, Hey, let's get mushrooms. I'd be like, can we, let's just get two smalls. And then she would go, why? Because they're, they're gonna, there's going to be a couple extra mushrooms are going to be thrown over on my side. <laughs> and I don't even, now I got to pick mushrooms off and there's still mushroom guts on, on the pizza. I don't, I'd rather just have my own. <laughs> What? You're so funny. So yeah. here's my thing. I'm laughing because I think it's funny the way you say it. But like, I feel like everybody has like, like an OCD thing. Like, like if you guys had to say what your OCD thing is, I have to make my bed every morning and it has to be made a certain way. And I'm just real weird about it. And so if somebody makes it, I have to go back and fix it. Yeah. And I, and it's only because at the, at the end of the night, I like to come in and pretend I'm in a hotel and somebody came in and made it real nice for me. I know I did it, but I just do it. Like, yeah. do you have any other things that you're like weird about? Uh, OCD, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it has to be this this way. When I'm doing shows, more so all my OCDness comes at uh, comedy clubs. Like, really? Pre-show. Like in what? In my life, I, I don't have 
oh, I have to have this certain amount of tissue in my back pocket, it's a certain number. Um, it's a certain, you know, the paper uh, things you see in the bathroom that you go jump, jump, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a, a, a time where I go jump, 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 rip, jump, 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 rip. And then I have that amount of paper and then I stick it in my back pocket. Um, and I wore these jeans last, last night performing. So what do you do with them? I just stick them in my back pocket. I have no idea why. And then what happens is then I wash these jeans and then the paper gets all thing. Mm -hmm. And then my wife goes crazy because now there's little bits of tissue in all the laundry. So our lint catcher is insane. Spilled paper towels. full. Yeah. So I have that. I have a certain playlist that mm -hmm. I have to hear before show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get, yeah, I get that way. But, but yeah. food, the food is the, maybe one of the biggest things. That's funny. Or, yeah. Or if I hear, like if I'm on stage and I hear people eating when I'm on stage, <laughs> that drives me crazy. Yeah. Or snapping gum. Like when I hear people who can snap. you go to the movies and if somebody's crunching ice, can you pay attention? Uh, crunch, crunching ice doesn't bug me, but if somebody, like, it always feels like if somebody's trying to open a bag of chips oh, or open a box of candy, punch them right in the face. To me, that time just seems like why is it taking them seven minutes to open that candy? Uh -huh. Like, give me the bag. All I hear. <laughs> And it drives me nuts. And so it's because it comes game. from your stomach and you have to physically attack and them. And you can't, but it's the, the snapping of the gum. Mm -hmm. It really is uh, something that that can like wreck me. If I'm trying to talk and I mm -hmm. hear gum snapping mm -hmm. and then you just tell me to, mm -hmm. okay, tell me the story of Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And I was to tell you that mm -hmm. somebody starts snapping gum, it would fry out my brain. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. tell you anything else. Kate said, ask him if he's ever slapped someone's hand away from taking food from his plate. Slap? No, no, that would be. I'm too. I'm. I'm passive aggressive. I would have done what that guy did and just pushed the plate um, towards you. But it, it can go at yours now. I don't. You know what I mean? But I don't. Uh, but I would never take anything from anybody else's plate. I don't think there's been a time in my life where what? I over. Oh, can I have that? Well, okay. you don't. I mean, if I just feel like if I'm dating somebody, like. I'm just going to, don't, I don't even think I ask. I think I just, but that's the Italian too. Cause I would be like, here, just take whatever you want. Yeah. But the push and go, well, it's yours now. That that's. It was a lot. And then we just stayed like stared at each other quietly. And I was like, I, I never had anybody say it to me. And I was like, Oh, wow. I was like, is that wrong? I just never. Yeah. No, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what what the thing is. That probably, mm -mm. yeah, he had brothers or sisters. He something, took his food. Something. Something. Something I'd taken from him yeah. early in his life. Mm -hmm. So it had nothing to do with you and the fries. Now, Michelle said, I have to eat cereal in the other room because my husband can't stand the crunching sound. Yeah, slurping. If I hear somebody <laughs> slurping, or, like, where are those places? Like, you go to those ramen things where all it is is soup. Yes. Um, and noodles. And that's. Every, mm -hmm. You just kind of slurp it. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I, like I, is that going to make you nuts? I, I have dogs, so that that doesn't make me crazy. Mm -hmm. I give a lot of leeway to dogs. Yeah, unless you're unless you hear them cleaning yourself to them no. too long, then I'll, I would always say, 
knock it off. I always feel like dogs clean themselves at 4.30 in the morning for an hour. And and to me, it's on par with like Guantanamo Bay and waterboarding. Like to me at that time in the morning, like if I have to get up and punch you, I'd be completely and this. And and this is what they do every morning, John. Yeah. They will act like they haven't had water in 16 days. And this, we used to just take a break. We used to be like, it's time for drinking of the dogs and just sit in silence. They'll they'll drink water till till they're gone Mm -hmm. or they're. Or the food. What type of food? We're going to switch topic. What type of food do you give them? It's like a gluten-free something. Is it kibble? No. no. Oh. Like kibbles and bits like that? Like the dry, yeah. Uh, my dogs, I, I learned I would take, I was preparing more food for them than for myself. I would take the kibble, put it in super hot water because that gets the nutrition out of the, the kibble. Because when dogs eat that stuff, they don't digest it because it's, it's, you know, like hard as fuck. It's hard. Mm-hmm. So you put the hot water in, it kind of soups it up a little um, and then softens it so they can digest it. And then they're also getting a lot of water because kibble dehydrates them. Uh, super mm. bad. Um, that's why they guzzle all that, all that water, but you feed them not kibble, but that's kind of why. So that way, why they're eating, they're also slurping in uh, uh, water. Well, Dean was so funny because he was talking one day, like they literally eat the same thing every day, twice a day, right? And Dean was like, I've never seen an animal so excited to eat the same exact thing twice a day. Like, it's just like I a would, funny, yeah. well, I would, I, you're I, like, I would, you're steak and I, I should eat the same exact thing every day. Every day. Without a problem. Yep. Are you a candy guy? Like a sweets? Do you no, like sweets? Yeah, I'm pretty bad, but I'm getting a little better with that. But I, I can, I'll kill a whole fig Newton pie. I, I'll eat a whole. I can eat a whole thing of cookies in one sitting. Yeah, in like one night. What's your yeah. favorite Girl Scout cookie? I would go with Thin Mints. Obviously, you know. Just want to make sure you weren't a murderer. Yeah, I go. I go Thin Mints or mm-hmm. the those Samoa ones with the mm-hmm. coconut and with the or the tagalongs with the peanut butter. Not tagalongs. Okay. Not a fan of the peanut butter. Um, shortbread. If no. I got shortbread cookies, but no. then I would get some type of Nutella. Or some type of, of okay. uh, uh, cookie butter. Okay. Trade, and then I would dip the shortbread into the... Did you say cookie butter? Yeah. Nutella is cookie butter? Uh, there is a thing at Trader Joe's called cookie butter. And it's maybe the greatest thing that I've never a heard of cookie human butter. being can probably ever eat. Is it Nutella? Is it like a... It's a form of... It's ish. It's a little thicker. It's called cookie butter at Trader Joe. It's You get that on a piece of cinnamon toast. Um, I basically in heaven. Yeah. Wow. Look, she said, Oh my God, I love cookie butter. Why have I never heard of cookie butter before? When I lived in Los Angeles, Trader Joe's put a a limit that you're only allowed to buy like two uh, jars of it at once. Shut up. Somebody says, is it it Biscoff? Biscoff butter? Biscoff makes It's similar. It's, it's, yes, it's in the same family. Just different companies, like the Trader Joe company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of exactly close to that. Um, and it's the greatest. I mean, it's the greatest thing you could ever eat. Oh, I don't. Somebody said, I don't think it's gluten-free. I'm gluten-free. Maybe it's not. I'll have to look at it. I do not know about that. Trader Joe's. If you're eating cookie butter, you, uh, you put a, a lot of rules to the wayside. Mm. You're done. If you're at cookie butter level of it's life, just, yeah. putting on bread or cinnamon toast, you, you've you decided I'm... Uh, I'm but those go. two words together, I mean, it's just heaven. Cookie butter. It's so good. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, seriously, it's so good. But it is like that best call. And somebody, oh, you've heard of cider donuts, right? You know what cider? Yes. Yeah. So Mooney was. I remember I bought cider donuts on the road once, and I was eating them in the car, and people were like, "What's a cider donut?" And I was like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. I'm from Michigan. There's a lot of cider mills and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So those donuts. But then you take that anything dipped in a cookie butter will take it to a next level. Next level. Now, yeah. would if now that we know that you like cookie butter this much, if you had a whole bunch of cookie butter spreads on cookies or say I had it on my plate and you love cookie butter. Would you take a cookie from my plate? Which I feel like this is, this is really the whole point of the show. No pickles around. Like it's just, you said I never eat off other people's plate, but I walked in and I was like, John, I have warm cookie butter on French toast. I didn't make any for you, but would you like one of these? And there's no bite. There's no bites out of it. I did not. I did not bite it. No, I I would commandeer that plate and just consider it mine (laughs) mentally. That's how. Now, if I ate one, if I was eating them, but there were they were separate ones, would you eat it then? I would. I in that situation, I would take one as long as it didn't touch the one you were eating. You know, if you had them laid out in the street. I you, love that you're and, so serious and, about and, this. And you went right, like you ate the, the right one. I would definitely eat the left. Um, I'm not sure. Like if you if you were going to eat this and then, you know, go, hey, take a bite of this. Yeah. And then even with the cookie butter, I'd go. Like, no. I'll, uh, do we have any left? I'll make my own. <laughs> and then I'll take a bite. Yeah, I, I need to head to Trader Joe's. I got to go. Yeah. Like I have to go. But the, try this. I'm not. It's so funny. I love that you know yourself, though, well enough that you're like, this is it. But if if people, though, let me maybe check in this more. If people were passing around a bottle of booze. Bourbon. And there's no no cups existed. I don't know what. But before we we rob a bank, everyone's taking a swig. (laughs) I would take a swig that way. But, you but just you broke were, all your rules. But if you were to drink, Is it the bank robbery that changed it? What well, is it? Well, it depends. The camaraderie? Like, yes, right, let's go. You know, then that's and okay. I pour it on my wound. I don't know what scenario we're in. We're pouring <laughs> booze on the wound. It's real specific. Chugging it. And I okay. hand you it and chug it. And then the guy, the driver, and then the shooter. Right, guy, right. We're chugging it. Yeah, yeah. Then I would And the rock it. is in it. The rock is in on the height. But if you had whole... a can of like Pepsi and... Everyone, like, if you're passing on. around, I'd be, I would look at the little, the, the gross backwash that mm-hmm. hangs out in a can. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go in this bank robbery uncaffeinated. Now, so, so you are uh, recently remarried. Like when you were dating, when you were uh, on the date, like, would you um, put this information out early in the no, date? No, I, I didn't date that much or never even got that far where anybody would even, you know, Find that out. They would know on a first date. If it was a dinner, I would figure it out. No, because I was, well, me me and my wife met, it was during COVID. So there were no restaurants open. (laughs) Like you couldn't, you couldn't physically go into a restaurant because they were all closed. So all you had to sit in the parking lot in an igloo or, you know, uh, outside. Uh So what me and my wife ended up doing, or I ended up doing, I bought these trays that fit in a cup holder. So I have a Jeep, so this big tray that's like this big, you fit in the cup holder and that tray could be in front of you. 
almost like a, uh, you know, whatever. So then we'd order food from a restaurant and then we would have our food on these trays. And then I put Spotify playlists down or, or whatever. So we had a lot of dates that were literally the front seat of the car facing the restaurant that we were eating in. And, and we go, we made charcuterie boards. One, well, one somebody day. just asked about a charcuterie board. If you go to a party and there's a charcuterie board out and that's the only thing they're serving, just wine and charcuterie, what does John Heffron do? I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one in. And I would do it before the masses. But again, I, I get weird. Like I go, I, I travel a lot. So I'm in a lot of air, airline lounges uh-huh. and they always have the buffet style and it drives me. Yeah. I, I think one of the most recent fights I almost got in, this guy was standing above the charcuterie. You know, they have little pepperoni, mm-hmm. little cheeses. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. on a board, mm-hmm. but it's all laid out. And there's a TV above it and he's, he's picking it. He's got a toothpick and he's picking his teeth. Right where all the kind of the stuff is, and I go, I, I go, that's where you're gonna pick your teeth. And he looked at me, I go, You're picking your teeth above food. I, were you raised as a wolf? Who does you that? didn't say yeah, that 100%. I go, You feral, that's disgusting. And then he says something back to me, and then the whole place got weird. Uh, but yeah, that type of stuff drives me crazy. Wow, yeah, that like other people's food at a kid. That. So if there's a charcuterie board, I would purposely grab the outer the outer pieces. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I have a system, but <laughs> people are gross. It, or if we, if, you know, ordered pizza, you know, when they had roommates in college or whatever, and there's five people eating one pizza, uh-huh. and, and one person has to hold a piece and then yank off the piece they uh-huh. want. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with that pizza. <laughs> or the people who eat the pizza above. The other pieces. Oh, they do like they that. Grab it, they go like that, but it's right above. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm not eating. Uh, right. yeah. People are either like, "What is he talking about?" or people are like, "I am John. You are. Yeah. You are. You are polarizing. Yeah. You're like I have yeah. a system. I'm, I'm edgy. That's my confidence. <laughs> yeah, I, I lose fifty percent. No, it's 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 definitely the hands touching other stuff where I get a little. Heather said, oh, my God, he's a, my brother from another mother. I'm the same. So like my funny. brother-in-law, like, cooks, and then I've, I've watched him and whatever he's making. Let's say yeah, there's all juice or, like, you know, stuff or, or pasta sauce mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. He'll take bread, and he'll kind of – he'll run it around in the pan mm-hmm. and then just eat that bread but then continue to cook. And I'm like, dude, Can't what are you doing? Why don't you just lick your finger and just stick it in the sauce <laughs> and do that? Like – you don't get to go like this, cook, go like this, cook. You don't, yeah. it's on. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. So my mom and I do a cooking show on Facebook and she used to, we started out with like uh, Italian cookies and now we make a lot of different food, but she um, can't touch, she can't touch raw meat. So she like, we'll make chicken, she's Italian. So we'll make chicken parm yeah. and she has to make what she calls no touch chicken parm. So she'll, she'll just get a system of tongs. And then dip it and then dip, but she can't touch the chicken. So now everything she does, but like this is no touch chicken pot pie, no touch beans and rice. I like just, it. She can't touch anything. Can you touch that? Um, I touch it, but I, I thong, I you thong, thong? So thong, 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 thong. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 cleaner doing it the way your mom does. Uh, I've okay. seen I've seen TV shows where people get chicken. 
they wash their hands. Uh-huh. Like they purposely go here's you know, so they're not being yeah, crazy yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And then they use a, a light and see everywhere that the hands touch right. that has yeah, yeah, yeah. chicken like mm-hmm. remnants on it. It's mm-hmm. on the refrigerator, mm-hmm. it's on the thing, it's mm-hmm. on the microwave. Mm-hmm. And then you go to make popcorn, your fingers are touching the the chicken juice that you didn't know yeah. was there. Can't it's a it. thing. John, I have to say, this is, uh, I don't know how many other shows you've done where we've delved so deep into what you eat, but I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, well, I appreciate it, you know, and, uh, you know, if if you're, I don't know if I'm an anti-foodie, I eat to survive. I don't eat because I enjoy eating. It's weird. I'm not. Like so, like. Are you a gym guy too? Do you do you work out? Uh, when I was in my thirties, now I I, I well, in the shape I want to be in. I want to be able to stand on one foot and put a sock on without falling over. Okay, that's the so kind of level. Bars low. But I, I took but me and my wife were in Vegas and we went to like a, like a hoity-toity restaurant, like a type of restaurant where they had a little chair for her purse, like one of those type that's places. Fancy, like, yeah. She, like she went to get up to go to the bathroom. Some dude came out of nowhere, pulled pulled the chair back, and then went to bed. But yeah, a place for a purse. I took my napkin and like every time I set it down, somebody would come take the napkin and put a fresh one. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole thing. Uh, and the food was super expensive, and and I and I didn't know any of the names, and I just literally ended up getting a chicken breast with mashed potato. By the time I'm like. I would not like this sauce, this sauce. Can we not have this mushroom? Can we not? I just literally start going through the list. Could you get me just a plain burger from McDonald's and plain just have it brought it in? It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I want to open a restaurant that's four picky eaters where it's like nothing touches, four things, maybe grilled cheese, plain hamburger. Um, man. I yeah. What's know. left? Steak? I would go steak and then plain mashed potato. Nothing. No sauce. I'm not throwing no garnish. Do you see this as like a chain? Because I don't know that I do. It feels more like a one-off. No. I think and then I also want to call it like the lit menu because I'm at the age where if I go to a restaurant, I have to pull out my phone and turn on the the light so I can read the menu. Okay. So So my – I want diva lights. So my menu is going to be as bright. And big, big font, just and your check when you get it at the end. That font's gonna be like twenty two, <laughs> so you can read what how much you're, you're. So I'm gonna do that, but it's only gonna be plain food. Mm-hmm. Or I think it'd be cool, maybe almost like I guess I'm like a child, but you sit in high chairs and then they just bring you whatever food. But there's only four things, and if you're into right. the restaurant, you don't even ask what you want. You just they get just, served. They just bring. You know up. it's gonna be. A well-cooked steak. You know it's going to be hamburger only. One chicken breast. Maybe corn if we get crazy. Uh, just as a special. It's a Valentine's and menu. You can, they can put it in front of you. And if you don't like that order, you can just knock it off the tray. <laughs> throw it on the just floor. Just throw it. Start throwing she it. She didn't want that. Feed it to the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then they'll bring you mm-hmm. like some Go-Gurt or whatever that stuff is. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm interested to visit your restaurant one yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Well, listen, John Heffron is hilarious. Uh, he's going to be at Helium tonight. Not tomorrow, right? Tonight, no. last night. Yeah. Yeah. So- um, and uh, you can check out his full schedule if you go to johnheffron.com. You're on the socials. You also have a podcast. Tell everybody about your podcast. Um, well, yeah. Uh, that, my socials, if you go to Facebook slash John Heffron, I can use the followers. 
to be honest with you. All my friends have bazillion followers. I'm kind of lacking. All right. Um, because I don't, I need to start dancing more, I think. We would love that. I don't know how people can follow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or on Instagram, mm -hmm. it's uh, comedian John Heffern. Mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of uh, stand-up clips. I got a lot of uh, specials on YouTube. If you just go comedian John Heffern, you know, it's all mm -hmm. on there. Um, yeah. Now, we have a guy that follows us, Grumpy Jeff's Barbecue. Um, Grumpy Jeff, where are you located again? I'll have to tell him to come find you in your restaurant next time he's uh, he travels a lot. So I'm sure he can come. By. Do you eat barbecue or is I, that I eat much? barbecue, but I always have to ask. I always forget if the if the baby back, what ribs have the most fat on them? There's one that's less fatty. Do you like that one? I, I go, if there's fat in it, I'm out. Like that's why if I get pulled pork sandwich, I will have to move the bun and then I will go through like CSI and I will pick out the fat chunks out of the pulled pork before I eat it. So it takes going on a date with you to I, dinner and, would and be so well, entertaining because my wife was in the Jeep with Jeep trade. So I was able to order the way I wanted. And a lot of stuff I was like tossing out of my side, you know, my door where she didn't know I was dropping it. So she didn't see a lot of the just the throwing it out, out the window because yeah, I had this hand free to distract <laughs> on the radio and then just throw a bunch of stuff like that yeah so he said his barbecue place is in phoenix so next time you uh, go through phoenix, phoenix the there you go grumpy um, jeff's barbecue and uh, he'll pick yeah. out the fat for you so yeah. you don't have to do it so the it's fat has the most flavor so it's yeah. ironic that you're throwing it out the window there's nothing worse than when you eat a piece of fat and then you got to try to spit it out but everyone that's when everybody at the table is looking at you <laughs> you know when you get that weird chunk where you, you have to spit mm -hmm. it but then everybody wants to talk to you at that moment. It, it, so it's mm -hmm. gross. It's, it's disgusting. The pulled pork story is the best. So listen, if pulled you pork, want a pickle touching a pulled pork sandwich, I want that restaurant to burn. To the <laughs> I, want it just I don't understand. You're the second person that has such a violent response to pickles. I love pickles. Yeah. My buddy, Chris Porter, uh, the comedian, he's got a huge bit, um, but it's, I'm violent about pickles. You know, I like, had no idea that it, people I don't know what happened as a, a child. Life. Were you like Maybe a past life? I was killed in a pickle barrel <laughs> or something. Um, but it's they make me mad. Like it will ruin my entire. I had no idea. I literally have to say, I'll, if, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll take grilled cheese. And the fact I'm ordering grilled cheese at a restaurant shows it. <clears throat> A lot about me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like one. You're step like the kid menu. I'm one step away for asking for crayons so I can color <laughs> on the placement. Uh, but if, man, if there's a pickle on that plate and it seeps into the bread, it's so funny. I'm sending it back, or I'll say, make well, sure okay, I got one no more pickle. scenario for you. Okay. Say you meet the hot. You're not married in this scenario. You just meet the most beautiful girl you've ever seen. She's so beautiful, you can't take your eyes off her. But she just ate a pickle, and then she comes over and she was like, John. Give me a big cast. Well, what so happened? I would say that person is my wife and I can, when she's mad at you, mad at me, or there's a thing, that's when, she eats if she's holding a whole pickle jar and just eating pickles from the jar, like on the couch, yeah. I know I did something horrible. <laughs> like, I know I did something like that is, that's, you know, mm -hmm. we, we don't argue a lot, but when we do, if she has pickle breath or eats a pickle, 
Mm-hmm. I will, I will be like, you know, you're right. I'm, 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 I'm not even. Mm-hmm. I can't even handle this. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. pickles are on my kryptonite. Somebody said Chris Porter's pickle story is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's one of yeah. We're gonna have to look it up. Yeah, I, I remember talking like this, and I hate pickles so bad. Somebody goes, "Are you doing a Chris Porter bit?" And I go, "No, I just hate, I hate pickles." I'm gonna so, have to Google it. But there's so many. Yeah, oh, it's really funny. Uh. But I know a lot of people. There should be like a support. Group. I was gonna say maybe you're I'll, literally like the Facebook second pay, uh, like group mm-hmm. on Facebook for mm-hmm. people that just. Well, I had a fan once make a a sign that had like a hamburger with a bunch of stuff on it, and it had a Buster sign on it. What's a Buster? Sign? Like that circle with the oh red the line cross. through it. Okay. And then next to it was a plain hamburger, and it had like a check mark. Okay. And the person laminated it because I would always joke about how I'd go to a comic club and I'd go, I have a hamburger ketchup on. Or, and then they'd always go, oh, you didn't say. So now I could just visually hold a sign up and go and just point Good. It, like, Band. this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Oh, it's oh, the pickle police. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right. So listen, if you would like to hear more about pickles, or see a great comedy show, you need to go check out John Heffron. Where's, where are you going after Philly? What's your next uh, stop? Philly got a bunch of uh, uh, Michigan stuff in March. I'm not really kind of anywhere. But if, if you go to, you know, my Facebook page has all my events on there. That's Facebook slash John Heffron. That's all there. All right. I'm, I'm always somewhere. And then you just did a special, right? I have uh, two specials on YouTube now. Uh, okay. One is almost at 3 million views. We just put it up. And then I did... Another one shortly after. So just comedian John Heffern. One of the specials is called Episodes. Um, that one's a good one. It's kind of a boring shoot. It's kind of one camera. Um, and then I have uh, a Sunday night in DC one that's got, it's nice. That's There's awesome. stuff out there. That's it's awesome. clean comedy. It's, you know, kind of Gen X y if you're, you know, into that type of stuff. So that's awesome. You will like it. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's hear for John Heffron for joining us in the kitchen today. Thank you so much for coming and sitting all the way in the back. move up to this area. Like I want, I, I would have a panic attack if, if you said. Yeah, we won't do that now that we know. Um, All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our Saturday edition of uh, One Funny Morning. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back on Monday. I have another show tonight. uh, And then I'm going to pass out tomorrow and do nothing. But look forward to seeing you back here on Monday morning. Check out John's uh, podcast, the specials, his website. Find out when he's coming uh, to you so you can watch him avoid pickles in your neighborhood soon. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. But thanks for joining us as always, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. We hate pickles. (laughs)